What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Music Corner. Of State of Weights. I'm Nate. This is Bertram. And I'm Sebastian. And today, you know what time it is. New tunes for the people like you. This week's theme, uh, uh, mid, mid, mid. Mid, mid, mid. Uh, that's the, the sauce, of course, but also the albums for this week, because it was kind of a rough one, um, at least for me. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe you guys enjoyed this week. I, uh, I don't know. That's what we find out, though, on a weekly basis here. So uh, why don't we just hop on into it here, starting out with a new album from Jaleel, Real Raw. Uh, Sebastian, go ahead and start it out. I'm going to be real. This album was raw. Um, I kind of fucked with it. I wouldn't say it's like a masterpiece by any means. Uh, it's a definitely, uh, Nate was talking to us in the group chat and said it was another Cardi clone. I, I see it. Um, I do like the bit, uh, a bit of like hardcore influence. And I'm not saying it was like hardcore and in instrumentals or anything, but just in like the flair of it and just how off the wall and zany it was. I liked it for that reason. Um, I, I, I like the delivery quite a bit as well. I just think the energy in this album is definitely really good. Uh, instrumentally and beat-wise, it's super basic. <laughs> like, you're not getting anything new here. But like I said, I just like the delivery. Like, he's not reinventing the real or the real the wheel with this, but... I thought he was doing pretty okay. Uh, Denzel Curry was on the song Shots, and I thought that was a pretty good feature. Uh, Denzel kind of back into, like, it kind of sounds like a zoo era, kind of like Denzel Curry flow, so going in that really hard. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> Come Here had me kind of laughing really hard this morning, because I, I listened to this album this morning. Uh, I thought that was really good. Uh, Jump Jump is definitely his version of Jump Out the House, but nowhere near as <laughs> iconic. Uh, but still pretty fun regardless. Um, Monster Truck was really fun as well. Um, also, <laughs> Tamale featuring Jaleel. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> that was, was kind of funny, okay? like I, You know what, that, that, I would have said it in mind too, but like that reminded me of, um, in 2020, when we reviewed that Kesha album, there was a song that featured Kesha, but it was with the dollar yeah. sign. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I okay. thought that was good. Yeah, I I, I like that. That was kind of funny. Uh, but overall, this is like this is like a standard like Cardi type shit um that we've been hearing for a little while now, and I still think it's pretty okay. Uh, I enjoy it quite a bit. It's not like insanely good. It's not something I'm gonna really come back to a lot. Uh, but hey, I saved most of the songs on this, and if you like Cardi. If you like guys jumping into the ether, uh, and out of the house, raw, and out, and of, the out house. of the house, yeah, <laughs> uh, you'll like this. Um, yeah, even if you're a hardcore guy, I don't know, man. I don't know. This is uh, kind of has a little bit of hardcore vibes to me, even though it's obviously not hardcore, but just the 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 ferocity of it. So, uh, yeah, overall rating seven out of ten. Nice, yeah. Um, you know. There's been a lot of the uh, Cardi clones, and especially in recent times, um, honestly, the past couple of years since we've got a whole lot of red. I mean, you got your Destroy Lonely, your Ken Carson. Uh, I think I'm my only true favorite that I, if I give, I mean, like, yeah, I could get, say it is kind of like a favorite, uh, has been a, a Homicide Gang. I really enjoy them a lot in terms of the whole rage rap thing, movement, I guess you could say, from Cardi. And, uh, Everything else is just kind of like very, it, it all just sounds the same, you know, and there's not much like 
to it to me, you know? And unfortunately, in that case, uh, Jaleel is no exception. I mean, like, it's literally, like, songs that average at most, like, what, two minutes, you know? I mean, you get through the shit quick. Like, you are going whenever you listen to this album or any sort of, like, music like this where it's just, like, short songs and just, like, the same kind of, like, like, I don't know, like, lower tone synth playing and then, like, you know, some fucking, like, bass thrown in there, some trap beats, and then just, like, repeating the same lyric over and over type of thing, you know? Uh, that's kind of what you're getting on here. But, like, I guess with Jaleel, I mean, you could tell, like, the guy has energy. The guy is fucking built, I will say, too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, god damn, this guy is, like, going to a concert and, like, seeing him perform, I bet it's, like, some of the nuttiest shit, you know? Especially if he, like, starts jumping in the crowd or whatever, just, like, getting hype on stage. It's just like, holy shit, I bet that would go hard. But, um... I'm I'm sure live, too, it would sound good, like, everything here, you know, especially with the energy, but um, in terms of this album just by itself, I would say it's just a 6 out of 10 for me. Nothing crazy, nothing too bad, it's just, you know, it's it's extremely, extremely repetitive, and, um, yeah, just doesn't do anything for me fully, but still, gotta respect it at the end of the day from me. Uh, But yes, Trent, take it away next. Uh, Now, I must say, uh, I'm not really the biggest cardi fan as we were talking about the cardi clone um so this album kind of was no exception uh i mean i didn't i didn't really find anything special with it um you know you got oh fuck where did it go well all my shit's fucked up on spotify my bad um (laughs) uh yeah like i like the the first the first three like thor i think was was a pretty decent opener uh, and then going into Godset, I mean, like they said, yeah, Denzel Curry. I don't know who the fuck Chow Lee is, but also on there. Um, yeah, it, overall, it was pretty okay. Uh, I mean, I gave it a 5 out of 10. Uh, as Nate said in the intro, mid, mid, mid. Mid, 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 mid. <laughs> Just, it's, it's a soft week. It's a soft week, but a mid soft week. Yeah. So. Although mids is good. Don't, don't, don't disrespect mids, I guess, on my part. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All right. Well, moving along here. Um, we have a return album uh, from Big Time Rush, Another Life. Yes. Remember Big Time Rush from the hit TV show, Big Time Rush? Um, yeah, they're back. And, uh, you know, the boy band is like old now. They're, they're a little bit older. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're in like, what, they're like 30s and 40s now. Uh, definitely dads that they, they have to be dads. Maybe like one of them isn't a dad, but you know, they're in their thirties now. So like they're, they've kind of done things with their life. I can only assume and like decided, Hey, you know what? It's been 10 years since our last album. I think it's time to get back out there and show the world that BTR is here to stay. And, um, well, what they, uh, came up with here is probably the, uh, I don't know, the epitome of a, uh, an outdated boy band, uh, coming back. In 30 minutes. Uh, that's basically this whole album. Is anything bad, per se? I mean, not really. I, I Honestly, I think I felt similarly with this one that I did with the Jonas Brothers album. It's just like, you know... I know Jonas Brothers say they didn't really come back. This was like their second album after their comeback. But nevertheless, same kind of philosophy of like... You're kind of just rehashing some of the same shit here. And it's just very, very basic. 
and you're only playing it safe just so that way you can go back on tour and like have something to tour with quote unquote but really you don't even need that if you already have the hits because nobody's going to go to the btr show and wait for uh i just want to party all the time uh that no or can't. which is a cover <laughs> oh that was it a cover of an eddie murphy song of all songs is that really it says that it's all original yeah. here though no it's uh party all the time is definitely 100,000 percent a cover of eddie murphy that's fucking funny i knew eddie murphy wrote music and has like a song like that did not know that like this was like remotely close <laughs> that's pretty fucking funny actually so like yeah even then i i, I don't even think i would want to hear a cover of btr live i want to i want to hear the shit you know i want to hear like um what was that the living big time song or whatever the fuck it was called oh boyfriend uh you know until i forget about you that was the big one i was thinking of too worldwide um were you saying something special oh yeah i was gonna say i don't i i don't know this band at all you, you don't know the show no big time Russ, it was huge on nickelodeon i, I thought it was big i thought it was bts <laughs> And I was like, wait, we're getting two K-pop albums this week. And like, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's that BTS. That's fucking funny. It's like, wait, what did BTS turn Damn. white? <laughs> Just turned into white dudes. What happened? Yeah, they still don't look like Koreans at all. <laughs> they fell off. <laughs> no, that's so funny. <laughs> like, shit, what do we do? The, whole, the the K-pop army is just devastated, but they're like they don't know what to do because it's also BTR and some of them fuck with BTR, so it's like oh, oh my god, oh my god. But at the end of the day, yeah, this is just a rehashment of anything that they tried to do back in the day and just do it in a very watered down, no sugar, no kick, no nothing. It's just, it, yeah, it, t- take a soda, any soda you like, heavily water it down. And then just keep adding water to it until you can't even taste the flavor anymore. Because that's this album here. Um, but even with that, I only gave it a five and a half. Because like I said, it's not bad. It's just so... It's the epitome of bland. The epitome of bland. And uh, I don't really think that just, that sucks for them. Because I'm pretty sure they're still playing like big venues. Like they played Blossom recently. So I, I'm sure they're fine. They didn't need to put this out. So they're fine. You know. But yeah, there you have it for me. Uh, Trent, what did you think of this one? Uh, I mean, I was never a fan of Big Time Rush back in the day. Uh, cause I think when the show came, what fuck, when did the show come out? Oh god, it was like, like 2010 or 2013, somewhere in like the early 2010s. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I was gonna go like earliest, probably like 2009. Like, I don't even. Oh, you know remember. what? I think you're, I think you're right, actually. Yeah, 20, 2009 around there. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they formed in 2009. Yeah, you're right. Cool. I was right. Yeah, first episode date November twenty eighth, two thousand nine. Nice. Um, yeah, I because like when that was coming around, is like it was right when I was getting into like Led Zeppelin and things like that, like getting into rock. So I just like completely missed that phase, which was probably a lifesaver. Um, but yeah, I, as Nate said, really nothing special here. I also think that they did not have to release this. Um, just like the Jonas Brothers. Um, I did like the Jonas Brothers a little bit more, surprisingly. Um, it's probably because I actually knew the Jonas Brothers and like actually listened to the Jonas Brothers. That's probably why. Fair. Um, yeah, but no, I mean, t- I, 
I don't know. It's just uh, this whole like wave of like boy band, like, I guess resurgence of these boy bands. I'm like, I'm not really a fan of it, but I mean, I can understand why people are. But then again, like I'm, I go crazy for a band, like a, a metal or death metal band from the nineties. That's like, yeah, we're, we're coming back together. I'm like, Oh fuck yeah, let's go. So <laughs> it's the same shit just with a boy band. Um, overall though, I mean, for, for what it's worth, I want to give the album a three. I'm like, it's again, nothing special. I don't really have anything to talk about for any of the songs. Cause it really is like nothing new. So I hear you. Yeah. But let's not undermine the show though, because the show had some interesting guests such as the wrestler, Chris Masters, uh, Lucas Cruikshank. Uh, we had Fabio in there, the Fabio. Uh, we had also Snoop Dogg doing some side quests. So, like, come on now. We have BTR. I, I never watched the show. D- so, d- y'all missed out. Honestly, I think I only watched like season one anyway. Then, like, I just didn't care for anything else. It was just because it was on and I just so happened to finish like basically anything in season one because I recognized everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, there it is. Yeah, but I feel like it, at that time, like, since I'm I'm the youngest, so, like, that kind of, I was what, pretty much whatever my sister was watching, because she's, you know, the oldest, that's what we were watching. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I was Sunny with a Chance on at that time. That show was good. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Disney, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was still on. Because yeah, what, that, that air date was February 8th, 2009. Hey, literally at the same Damn. Wow, that's actually really wow. Cool. We could we could see who like <laughs> got got big from it though. After that, that's for sure. Yeah, I oh, mean yeah. shit. Camp Rock though, you bet I was watching that. Bet <laughs> your sweet Bippy. Hell yeah. Uh, but all right, Sebastian, what do you think? Uh, yeah. So this is it's crazy. I'm surprised uh, they're singing in English so well at this point. Um, <laughs> you, no, you, you can't even hear the so, Korean accent. Yeah, it's crazy. But, so like in general, I actually did not know Big Time Rush existed. Uh, I looked it up. So it was on Nickelodeon. I'm like, did Nickelodeon put out like singer people? I always thought that was just like a Disney Channel thing. Yeah, they had Victorious. Oh, Victoria! I I fucking forgot about Victoria. Oh my god! Where would Ariana Grande be? <laughs> okay, how listen. Yeah, how can you forget about that show? <laughs> like, I I will say I do remember Victorious. I just always thought it was a Disney Channel show for whatever Fair. reason. That, Even I mean, though I've watched the Quentin reviews like a million times. Um, <laughs> Shut up, Quentin reviews. I uh, love that guy, but yeah, Big Time Rush. I've never heard of it, uh, so I I'm coming to this with no sort of bias whatsoever, and I just think it's mid. It's a just basic pop album. The vocals are really fucking clean, though. Uh, really like really clean vocalists. Like I I did not realize Nickelodeon had some talent. I don't know how they sound back then, but like they, I mean, like they got talent. Yeah, I'll give them that, but too bad they put it all into a cover of Eddie Murphy's Party All the Time, which is, like, one of the worst fucking <laughs> songs. Like, you got Eddie Murphy, the guy who impersonated James Brown for a whole movie, and you got him to sing, like, this really weak falsetto. Party all the time, party. Like, I'm like, what? And then now Big Time Rush covers it? Like, you couldn't even get BTS to? Like, come on. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Energy was there, I guess, but, like, it was just so basic, man. Like, this is like, yeah, I mean, I said Disney Channel Core on my notes for a reason. 
So, I mean, it's Nickelodeon, but like, <laughs> where's the lie? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, five out of ten. Oh, sorry, four out of ten. My bad. Oh, <laughs> that's a that's a surprise coming later. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, yeah. There you have it. All right. We'll move it along here. Got a new album from Jelly Roll. Uh, what is this here? Witsit Chapel, I believe it's how it's said. Uh, it's White Chapel. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been a cool one. Uh, but Trent started out here. Uh, yeah, I did not expect this to be what it was. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> like they started doing some country shit, and I was like, Nate, what the fuck? <laughs> you gotta keep you on your toes. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, like for what it was, like, like, especially the intro song, Halfway to Hell, and then also Church, I was like, wow, um, you had some names on here, Brantley Gilbert, a big name in in that community, um, so I recognized him, but yeah, it. It was honestly pretty good. I I kind of enjoyed it, which is very very fucking surprising. Um, Man, you have some you, like, you you have some wild like things that you like this year that we didn't expect. Like there was Ray, and now we got this yeah. one here, dude. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, I have heard this song "Need a Favor," and I know that one is like the most played. Um, but it they they play a bunch of weird stations at work so it's probably where i've heard it do you have, um, have serious xm is that what it is yeah i guess serious yeah, yeah they, play, they, they play a lot of jelly roll stuff on the rock and metal stations surprisingly mm-hmm. but yeah i mean you got oh it's fuck yeah it's right there was a song with yellow wolf forgot about that um only only reason i know yellow wolf is from uh the World cover that they did with corn oh wait <laughs> wait what you no, say it's- <laughs> Worldwide Choppers, that Tech Nine song with everybody rapping as fast as they possibly could to a beat. <laughs> is that true? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, Busta Rhymes, Twista, uh, Yellow Wolf. Shit. Couldn't even get Eminem, though. Couldn't even get to be Diggs. Yeah, I couldn't even get. That would have been fucking feisty. Feisty meow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, overall, uh, I I gave it a five. I. I as much as a midweek of as it is, it is um, I mean, it probably it probably was like my second. Yeah, it was my second favorite album of the week. Oh damn! Wow. Hey, there you go. Dig what you dig. Uh, Sebastian, take it away next. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's a Florida Georgia line, but slightly better. And by slightly, <laughs> I mean just barely. Um, I I don't know country or hip hop. Um, <laughs> it's it's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I just want to hear, like, uh, what's that one, what's that one country song about, like, the, like, a, it's, it's like a jug that you spit your, like, chew tobacco into. Um, oh my god, it's gonna bother me now. Uh, I'm gonna make it, I'm gonna make, no, 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 listen, I'm gonna make it my album recommendations. Let me, let me, let me cook. Okay. Let him um, cook. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Jelly Roll, I mean, he's got a good voice. I was kind of like, I was kind of like singing along to it in the car, even though I've never listened to it before. Um, not to say it was like good or anything. I just thought it was like, kind of like, yeah, this is serviceable, but just really like bland. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, guys got talent. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, I, it's cool. You know, Yellow Wolf was there, you know. Um, yeah. 
uh, five out of ten. That is so fucking funny. You said hip hop because that is like, yeah, that's it. That I is, see, yeah, that's, that's the genre. That's the genre. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why this hasn't been a name that has been used in the general public for music about this genre. That's Dude, it. That's funny. He's like, God forbid we start using that and people are going to go fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> that, you can't, can't say that. Listen, technically, I'm from more south than any of these fuckers, okay? I mean, <laughs> okay. let's Dude. let's get geographical here. <laughs> oh my God. It's so true. It's so true. Because yes, this is like, and it makes sense too, because like, okay, so let me explain, like, why I even included, like, Jelly Roll in here. I heard about Jelly Roll through Facebook because there was a video that went viral of him uh, being uh, uh, granted, basically, like, this uh, spot. And I don't remember where it is. It might have been in, like, Tennessee. Because, yeah, because he's from Nashville. And it's, like, one of their bigger venues there, right? He was offered to play this venue that he's always wanted to like play, you know, and he went viral. Like, uh, at least I saw that clip. The, the video went viral because he was able to, uh, it was, yeah. Bridgestone arena. He sold it out. And cause after he was like ex- accepted to play it and like, you know, he got really emotional and everything. Cause like, he seems like a great guy, very humble. He's definitely been through some shit. You can tell, but he seems like a very, very good guy. And, um, it, it, was, it was, it was pretty heartwarming, you know, it was awesome. So then like, since then, I have just seen him blow up considerably. I mean, considering that he's on, you know, Sirius XM, as I mentioned earlier, and like he's like open for Shine Down. Uh, he's going on his own headliner tour, which <laughs> it's funny when you said like hip hop and everything, because the hip hop part of it comes in with a uh, Three Six Mafia opening on select dates. What? what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, fucking what? <laughs> Who else here? Hold on. So like. Yeah, so openers uh, for Jelly Rolls Tour, incl- on select dates, of course, uh, Ashley McBride, Chase Rice, Ellie King, Merkels, Struggle Jennings, 3-6 Mafia, and Yellow Wolf. I'm like, what the f- that's why can that come here? Why can't that come? I would go. Well, I think Dude, it, I no, would. It, it is at Blossom. It is at Blossom, but Three Six Mafia is not opening. I'm pretty sure. Fuck. I mean, I'd still go. Honestly, either way. Who do we Sounds have? Nine thirty. We have the and. Okay, which one's the and? And is oh oh oh. They have a different sign here. Hold on a second. Uh, and and uh oh jeez. Struggle Jennings and Josh Anna Myers. We don't even get Yellow Wolf. Like, Damn, it's not even sense. worth it. It's not Dude, even worth going. We're, like, listen, we're near Cleveland and we don't even get Yellow Wolf. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like come on, we have culture. Give me a break. We got white guys in jerseys. Come on. Wait, we have wife beaters. Let's go. Come on. Come on. We can do this. Wait, fuck, was Yellow Wolf on, uh, is he on the fucking, uh, Kid Rock album? No, it's thankfully. Good. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> Yellow Wolf's got some cake. Yeah, Yellow Wolf got some taste. Okay, the dude is a good rapper. He's not Kid Rock level. <laughs> that would have been something. Um, but no. So yeah, that was kind of like the lore of like how I learned about him. So going into the album, I, I I don't know. I guess I didn't know exactly what style of music it was, whether it was like southern rock or like 
you know, the country fully or fucking, you know, this weird hip hop kind of thing. And turns out it was a little bit of both because, uh, yeah, there is a little bit of both on here. The hip hop is very light, though, like extremely light. It's like what, one or two songs that just so happen to have some very light trap beat going on in the background. Couldn't tell you the name of the songs. It was a very forgetful album, just like most of this week has been very forgetful albums. But man, it was just like Ugh. The, the whole thing was just mostly country and like he's got a fine voice and like everything sounds fine and just like nothing I would hate or like put on a worst list or anything like that. But it's definitely just like, you know, it's, it's, it's country at the end of the day. It's just country. So I give it a five and a half out of ten. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, the, the, it's the lore is more interesting of how I found out about him than my actual rating because, yeah, the album just doesn't really do anything. You know, it's it's just there. It's country. If if you know country, you know this album. You know, uh, it's not country actually. Oh, oh, oh what's the specific genre, please? Uh, the hip hop is the. Oh, <laughs> it's, um, it's hip hop. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh my god, honestly, yeah, it is hip hop. And if you like hip hop, then get this guy on the Gathering of the Juggalos lineup, and we're good to go. We are good to go. You know. Wait, oh, you know what? Speaking of which, really quick, uh, if we are, if if we're calling hip hop a genre, like, would you technically consider Suicide Boys in that genre? No, and I'll no, tell you why. No. Because they're too, they're too much in the emo rap scene to be considered like hicky. You know, like sure, maybe down south they have some hardcore hicks down there, but I would not consider them as the hip hop. You know, Louisiana yeah. Southern is different. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Well, it so I'm, like, I, I'm like, I know they're from Georgia. So I'm like, you know, Georgia right. can get a little funky sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But like, yeah, no, not hip hop for sure. Um, uh, I don't know who I would even consider. Honestly, we'll, we should do an episode. We'll have a separate episode. Maybe we'll talk about hip hop and do some research and see uh, where this whole thing sort of began since it's not even official. Yeah, that would def- that would definitely be a title for an episode. <laughs> it's just all exclamation points. <laughs> These are crazy talking about hip hop. Hip hop. Just wait. Just wait until I tell you guys about my uh, my uh, album recommend. It's not even an album. It's a single song. But I'm telling you, it is worth the wait. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, let's keep it moving here, though, shall we? Let's get out of hip-hop and go to the real K-pop. <laughs> the real K-pop this time. Hip-hop uh, the K-pop. <laughs> dude, we're just uh, getting ideas for a festival going here. All I'm saying, dude. <laughs> hip-hop yeah, yeah. meets K-pop. Yo, yo, Something what? tells we... me the crowds would not get along. <laughs> Confuse the fans. You gotta put BTS and BTR on the same time slide. <laughs> Jelly Roll? <laughs> Jelly Roll headlining. Like, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do? Do we go? Because tickets would be so much cheaper than how much you would normally pay at any K-pop show, first of all. And then, oh, like, yeah. and then like anything else with, like, you know, BTR and Jelly Roll. We'll, we'll make it cheap. We'll only make it, like, what, like, 50 bucks per person? There you go. Boom. Easy. No, you know what? You know what? 25. So 25 will be light. Yeah. And everyone gets some, like, I, I don't even fucking know. Like, what, what would they get for free? Like, a fucking... Um, I don't know. They get, like... Bud Light? Uh... You know what? I'll mention it later oh because I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this song is great. Okay. I, I blasted the shit. All right. Bro, this is like this is like the new Cuddy Fest lineup. This is the new King, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's lacking. He hasn't been announced in anything, so we're gonna have to just do this instead. Honestly. Yeah. All right, but uh, yeah, K-pop time now for real. Uh, got a new Stray Kids album, five star 
Sebastian, go ahead and start it out here with a real oh. K-pop album, a real one. You want me to talk about K-pop? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is basic K-pop yet again. I will say, every time I listen to a K-pop album, I am always blown away by the technicality and the versatility of these artists. Because in Korea, uh, South Korea specifically, um, it is very hard to get into the talent industry. You have to be the best of the best. And I understand that, okay? So don't come after me when I say it's mid. Um, <laughs> these albums are really well done, but it's like... Oh my god, how can I explain it? It's like, would you rather buy haagen or buy like... A five, like a like two dollar like gallon jug of ice cream. I'd rather do the gallon jug of ice cream because, yeah, it might not be as refined, but you know what? I'm getting a lot more flavor for a lot less of the price. Um, that's probably a horrible analogy, but fuck it. Uh, it's just too clean. It's just like it's too like perfected. Too like it's too it's it's void of any sort of like identity, other than it being. Like, you know, God, I, I don't want this to come off in the wrong way, so I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> it's it's pop in another language, okay? And, like, it, it copies a lot of, like, what the U.S. is doing from back in, like, Y2K era. Of course, there is, like, newer style beats for them to rap over and stuff. But for me, it just it just doesn't sound innovative. It doesn't sound like anything that's really pushing the envelope or doing anything to make that wheel turn. It's just very basic. And yeah, they do what they do extremely well. And they have more of a fan base than 90% of my favorite bands. And that's all right. You know, I respect it, but I don't care for it. It is just very basic. Uh, this is five out of 10 for me as well. We're on a roll. Maybe I'll bowl a turkey. <laughs> I told y'all. I told y'all this is gonna be a midweek, and it it's showing. It is heavily showing. Um, but yeah. So Stray Kids. Yeah, I'll go next here. I guess. Uh, they are K-pop, as you can tell. I've listened to I think one other album by them. I uh, what was the name of it? Um, God, why do they have so many fucking EPs though and shit? Like, oh my god. Uh, I don't fucking know. If I can't find it here. Oh wait, no easy. Maybe I listened to the no easy album. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um. Oh no, no, no. It was go live. Yes, it was go live. I remember that album cover. Yes, go live. I did. Um. It was a a, a K-pop album. That's that's it. That, that's all it was. And this album is is no exception. It, it is a K-pop album. You got your hip hop. You got your pop. You got your electronic elements. And then you got them singing in uh, Korean and English, mixing it up. That that's it. That that's 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 the album, that's the group, that's the genre. That's all you get, and it's also uh just like it's kind of overproduced, sure, kind of a little bit, but um you can literally hear this style of music or this this exact style of like songs that you have on here and hear it in any other group, and that is that's what you get. There you go. Is it bad? Not really. Is it mid? Extreme. And um. That's it. That's all. That's all you need from me. That's all you need to know about this album. It's five and a half out of ten. Bada bing, bada boom. Trent, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, same fucking boat. Uh, I feel like this is just the week, though. We're all the same fucking boat. We really uh, are. SS mid. Yeah. SS mid. SS mid. Yep, that's her <laughs> boat. Uh, yeah, it. I don't know. I like. 
it's funny because like like I've been asked before like about K-pop by friends and acquaintances. Um, they're like, oh, well, you listen to like German music and you don't really understand that. Like, what what's the difference? And I'm like, honestly, I couldn't fucking tell you. Like, I mean, we've listened to, you know, uh, some Spanish albums. We've listened to some K-pop albums, listened to Rammstein, you know? So it's like, I th- honestly, there is no difference. It's just music in another language. But like, oh, I can tell you the, the difference is it sounds fucking good. There you go. What? Sammy, <laughs> <laughs> you want it if y'all put it that way. <laughs> put that way. I was trying well, to be no, nice. I mean, I'm but... serious. Like, okay, you know me. I don't really like power metal, but I would rather listen to like ten power metal albums over one K-pop album because I know right. that like the instrumentation and everything will at least like completely overtake anything in the K-pop genre. And I'm not hating necessarily on like the whole genre because there are some exceptions. I mean, like. Blackpink I like, but I'm sure that's like equivalent as to like Metalhead saying like Slipknot's their all-time favorite band. But yeah, nevertheless, like right, like nevertheless though, it's like th- there are exceptions, but the majority of the genre is just so uh, you know, it's so bland. It's the same shit. But, yeah. No, I, I completely understand. Uh, and that's that's pretty much where my point was going. Uh, where it's just like, it's 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 different because like it, again it just sounds good like this <laughs> like especially when you said it was like it's just overproduced I mean that's on the fucking nose it just is mm-hmm. um and I look I don't know much about about K-pop that's you know I just don't listen to it so but yeah I overall I I got through it I had a four <laughs> fucking hell I just realized I put in my notes four out of twenty instead of four out of ten. <laughs> Got him. Got him. <laughs> my, my finger fucking slipped. That's actually really fucking funny. Uh, yeah, like I, I guess if I understood what they were saying, uh, in in some parts, like I probably would have found more enjoyment out of it. Uh, just to be like, oh yeah, cool, this makes sense. Um, but yeah, overall, like, it's just it's just bland. It, it is, and like the thing is too is like I've listened to like multiple different k-pop groups i've I've asked because like i have some friends who are like you know k-pop stands and i ask them what are some good albums from the like k-pop groups that you like give me like different out like different albums from different groups kind of thing you know all of them have all all, they've either been like a five and a half or six to me i think one of them was maybe a six and a half or a seven but like even then it's not something i'm gonna go back to and it just so happens that like it was a song or two on there that i genuinely kind of liked and saved you know, mm. whereas with everything else, I didn't save anything. I didn't like anything. I didn't hate anything. I didn't not hate anything. I do not necessarily hate K-pop. I just don't like that everything sounds the same. There should be some diversity, like what Blackpink does, at least in my opinion. They have some good diversity, but that's it. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, and I and I was I was gonna say that too, like especially like when we did the Blackpink album. Like I am also just. Like I, I wasn't a fan of that one, and I think most of it was due to them blowing up on YouTube and them doing ads for YouTube. So I just had to hear their shit all the time. Yeah, and that gets. And I was like, yeah, God, this is fucking annoying. Right, because <laughs> it's it's those like thirty second unskippable ads, and I'm like, I, I don't know why YouTube ever did that shit, but <laughs> I mean, cool that they're promoting music, but it sucks yeah, it's, it's the I'm, same shit over and over. Yeah, I'm like, oh, wow, it's great, but like. Get the fuck off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's leave K-pop land before the stands get us. And uh, let's talk about the new King Cruel album now. Uh, Space Heavy. 
Uh, <clears throat> finally, I get to say something good about this week. Uh, King Cruel is, uh, I, I guess, I don't even know how to put him, but, like, experimental is just a very basic way of co- coming off, you know, for him. But, like, he does, like, you know, indie rock and, like, some electronic and jazz fusion stuff, post-punk, avant guard whatever the fuck you know he's a really experimental guy and like that style of music really shows um or i should say like his style really shows like you know all that on like at least the last two albums of his the ooze and man alive both albums i listened to that i've actually really like thoroughly enjoyed especially the ooze the ooze i was just like blown away with with how good it was especially because like i guess i was like also a uh a controversial Fantano review one too because he gave it like such a lower score than like the general audience and even critics gave it. So like people kind of like you know gave him shit for it. But like yeah, I don't know what he hated about it because I generally like found like that style of diversity just beautiful, you know. And Man Alive, um, definitely one I would I would have to go back to a little bit more to refresh my mind about it. But I do still remember it being like pretty cool. I remember like it was feeling like very like Halloween esque too, like kind of like you know little spooky with like the beats and shit that he was using and like i thought that was pretty cool um so now on space heavy uh he kind of seems to be going more towards the jazz direction like a more jazz oriented direction and uh that definitely shows in like a lot of these songs here such as like you know pink shell and uh what was the other ones here that i had saved uh this is the first time i'm opening up my actual spotify playlist of songs i saved because there was nothing with everything else um so yeah pink show uh, really enjoyed that one i like c fourth that is my life that is yours uh from the swamp and uh space heavy the title track name a few it felt very um i mean like in the name you know space heavy it really felt like a there was a big like space ambiance throughout this whole album you know kind of like uh i wouldn't say space rock by any means because this is like far from it but like i guess like some influences in terms of like you know some of the synth passages that can be heard like in the background throughout you know and it does and like uh, one of the reviews here says like it felt uh like pretty hazy you know and that i definitely agree like there was just some sort of atmosphere that this album was giving like very like um like you're in space kind of thing i mean there's like really like you know not much there if like you know you're just seeing like stars and shit and like you know the atmosphere you don't really hear anything so it's just like yeah it feels very you know just like mysterious in a way and i guess um uh, i believe he's the vocalist right marshall so archie marshall yeah he said that like the uh main theme of this album was uh he, well he became fascinated by the notion of the space between um, which was the album's theme, along with a narrative of lost connection and losing people and situations to the guillotine of the universe. And, I mean, this album... Pfft, hey, so? There you go. Shows exactly that. And honestly... That's some deep-ass shit. <laughs> I, and, right? And that that's what made it so much more enjoyable, too. It's just like, yes, I love that style of creativity. It's different. And, like, yeah, man. I mean, easily my favorite album of the week, for sure. Um, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. I think a few more listens, too, with this one. I, I can see it making my top 50 as well. It was just, like, for this year, too, I would say alone, it was, like, different, you know, because of that whole, like, you know, lost connection, as he put it, sense, you know? It was just, it, it was pretty interesting. It was different. I like that kind of shit. So, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Like I said, best of the week for sure. Uh, but Trent, take it away next. Yeah, I mean, I am on the same boat. 
Uh, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Eight. Uh, and I am also of the believer that, you know, a few more listens that it could definitely be somewhere in the top 50 uh, for me as well. Uh, I, I will say my, my favorite thought I had while I was listening to this album was like, this is just m- more British and more alternative gorillas. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, it was just like I just cracked up at the thought, uh, but no, really, really good. I I really enjoyed it. Uh, I fucking like favorite songs here. We got like Hamburger Phobia, uh, Flimsier. The in, uh, first track is very good. Um, yeah, it, I got a weird sense of uh, you know, now that you talked about like the why the title was named it. Like uh, it kind of gave me it was uh, everywhere. At the end of time, yeah, even the album cover, yeah, even the album cover, yeah, I, especially the album cover. That's that's exactly what I thought of, and I was like, "Damn!" So, in making that connection, I kind of like really kind of went into it towards like midway through the album when I kind of put it together, and like being but lost no, and everything too, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just like it was. It's really fucking cool, especially after all the shit that we got this week. And I was like, coming to this, I was like, let's go. Um, something I can actually fucking like. Uh, yeah, and I think it was really, really good. Uh, even for like almost being forty-five minutes, like it, it didn't really feel that long, which is crazy. Um, but I feel like once you get into that kind of like experimental, weird type shit, you kind of just lose track of time uh, sometimes, which is funny because. This is kind of kind of yeah. where the album is going, you know. For sure. But no, overall, uh, definite good job. Uh, I also love how his name is Archie because that's like the most British fucking thing. Yeah, Archie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his name is I was Archie Ivan Marshall or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, overall, good fucking job. Good fucking job. Hell yeah, Sebastian. Uh. I thought this was a pretty good album. I was not, like, too blown away by it, unfortunately. Not gonna say it was bad by any means. Uh, I do not want what happened to Fantano after uh, <laughs> what he said about it. Um, the, not this one, ooze, but... Ooze, yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, I'm very, I'm very happy that this album is experimental and everything like that. It just really wasn't for me. I just wasn't really clamoring on to anything here. Nothing really held me too much. Maybe it was the vocal style... Maybe it was like I don't know a little bit off brand, uh, a little bit off brand, uh, Black Country New Road with just the vocal style and just like the um, more intricate layered and instruments and stuff. But it's it's good. Um, I I think if you like alternative stuff quite a bit, if you're uh, I don't know if you're like a um, if you're a Black Country New Road fan, you probably would like this. Uh, if you're a fan of just like more alt kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, Trent kind of nailed it on the head with gorillas as well. I, I would say like a little bit less like uh, techno based in like um, areas and stuff. But yeah, it's it's good. I I just don't really have much to say. Unfortunately, it was kind of just one ear out the other. Not to say it was bad by any means. It just I did not cling to it. I'm still gonna give it a six point five because I do. Like I said, I respect it. I think it's well done. I don't think this is bad by any means. It just wasn't really anything to write like a lot home about for me. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but uh, I think this uh, this next one here and the last one you'll have a few to say since uh, <laughs> what you've been hinting at earlier with me, uh, and that is the new Janelle Monae album, 
the age of pleasure sebastian take it away uh yeah this is really fucking good i i'm actually a pretty big fan of janelle overall um you know i like her acting i like her singing quite a bit metropolis was great uh arc android was fucking phenomenal uh i have not listened to electric lady or dirty computer yet unfortunately but what the albums i have listened to from her she has been just fucking phenomenal there uh the age of pleasure is the album today and it is very uh packed with pleasure um there are some awesome uh bits on here the first song i mean honestly like she's just feeling herself uh just 100 percent like just no fucks given and it's tropical as fuck uh kind of kind of carrying over some of the aesthetics of that katramine album from last week as far as just like the tropical but instead of forgetting that it was a tropical album halfway through it just kept going uh i've actually listened to this one twice this week i really really fucked with it um i i think all the songs all the skits everything are perfect length like they do not none of them like feel unnecessarily long the album itself is only 32 minutes i mean this is like really fucking good uh janelle's voice is super warm super just approachable and she just knows how to like just nail it on the head as far as lyrical delivery um the instrumentals could be a little bit better in some spots but like i said it it keeps a very consistent flow uh you even get like some slower parts which i thought i wasn't gonna like but it didn't really slow down as far as quality for me uh the rush with nia long and amare are <laughs> is really fucking good uh nia long coming in with some really like sweet like just really delicate kind of head voice kind of layering there and it was just oh my god it was beautiful uh and then you get paid in pleasure later on and a dry red to kind of cap off the album just it, it all is just so cohesive and honestly it is an effortless listen uh it, it's really good i i i think the just the production spot on everywhere it's just a really fucking good like r&b pop even a little bit of rap in the beginning kind of crossover and it just really fucking sticks the landing i i'm just a huge fan of janelle and she does a really fucking good job I'm also going to say, um, I'm going to give a little spoiler. This is making, uh, so far, things might change. Who knows? Because I, I will say this year, with a couple exceptions, has been kind of mid. Uh, this is definitely making my top 10, being a 9 out of 10. Hell yeah. Uh, Trent, take it away next. Wow. That's, that's crazy, Sebastian. Because uh, I'm on a little bit of the opposite uh, spectrum. Oh. Which is, if you look at uh, some of the shit uh, that I kind of have reviewed that's kind of like this, uh, which also, I just realized she's naked on the cover. She sure is. <laughs> I didn't realize that You should have seen her, um, her Instagram promotions. Oh my god, there was like full-on ass and tits. Like, full-on. <laughs> yeah. Uncensored. I'm gonna and need to she, check out Janelle Monae's Instagram. <laughs> no, and she like, I'm sure she like had to because of like you know, you can't be just showing it to the public. But yeah, like, I was like, wow, this well, is I, quite a promotion. Do. Quite a promotion. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it. I will say it's still good. Also, fun fact: I shared a birthday with Janelle Monae. Hey. 
December 1st. Um, but yeah, overall, I mean, I did think it was, it was pretty good. Uh, I, I wound up giving it a five out of 10, uh, just cause I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really into like the stuff that is, I don't I like, I guess you could say, I don't want to say like the more sexual type of albums. That's you true. Know? Yeah. You never, even like the raunchier stuff, obviously the raunchy stuff. Yeah. I mean, you don't like, but like, yeah, I, I guess it's, that makes sense. Like even when it is just like more, uh, like, like how, how would I describe this? Like, I'm like fun, sexual, like it's not like in your face. It's just like really subtle, you know? Yeah. But I'm, I, I don't know, like going back at like looking, I was, cause I was like having a hard time, like coming up with like things to say. And I was like, that, that is like something that I realized about myself. Like even like albums that we've done in the past, like that are kind of on the same scale or even like a little bit, I guess, I guess you'd say a little bit hotter uh, with that stuff. Um, it's, I've just never been a fan. Uh, cause fuck, there was one, was it little Sims that was like that? Or was it, no, oh my god, I, that was not no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I can't remember. There was one album Ash like Nico? it. Was it Nymph? Or sorry, uh, Shy Girl? Oh, Shy sorry. Girl, yeah, Shy Girl. Yeah, Shy Girl. That's probably the one I'm thinking of. So I had the, one, the, the, the song Nike. He's like, he's yes. Nike, just do it. Hands on my back. Yes, <laughs> that is the album. Because I remember that that was one that I think I put, it was almost, or I did put it on my Top ten of worst. I think you did actually. Yeah, I think I did. Because they yeah. made both Sebastian nice best. I think right, Sebastian wasn't on your best. Uh, I think it was in my top twenty. Yeah, yeah, I know it was somewhere in my fifty, but like, yeah, because we total opposite spectrums between the three of us, kind of thing with that. But yeah, I hear you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's th- that type of style. I just, I just don't like. Um, and I, I know I, I probably get a lot of hate for not liking chili like that, but you know what, whatever. <laughs> Not not a problem, uh, but no. Overall, I will say Janelle Monae's voice very very good. She has an amazing voice, um, but just you know some of the content and then some of the music behind it, kind of wasn't a fan of. But overall, um, I think she's doing a great fucking job. So again, five out of ten from me. Uh, shit, if it's working, keep fucking doing it. Hell yeah, yeah, Janelle, I greatly admire for like. While I haven't listened to one of her albums, I really enjoy that she kind of mixes it up on every single release of hers. I mean, this is only her fourth album, uh, which like in her whole discography spans over 10 years. So it's like, you know, she definitely takes her time uh, with coming up with like material and everything. I mean, between Electric Lady and Dirty Computer was a five year gap. And along with Dirty Computer to this album now, Age of Pleasure has been also a five year gap. So, you know. She's taking her time with this. And um, one of the yeah, one of the big things that I saw that was like kind of surprising to me a little bit was just how short this album was, despite like, you know, a long period of time before another release of an album. Because usually you'd expect like, you know, because there is such a uh, a gap that maybe, you know, they're they're cooking up something a little bit more experimental, a little bit more long, you know, trying to like ease into it sort of thing or whatever but uh no this one is a full-on like you know like afrobeat reggae soul type of album here that janelle executes very well i would say um but for me in terms of how i liked it i'm really just smack dab in the middle between both of you guys because like i think i've only been able to get around to it like oh with one listen um, but like, it, it just wasn't fully what I was expecting at the moment. And maybe with another listen, I can definitely like ease myself into enjoying the album more. But like, I don't know. I just felt like it felt very, um, 
uh, filler in some points, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, I thought like, the album kicked off pretty damn well with Float and lead into Champagne shit. I thought that was awesome. But between, like, Black Sugar Beach and Ooh La La, the next, like, four tracks, you know? And, like, the two in between of those. Um, it, it was all just very quick, with the exception of Phenomenal. And, like, you just kind of, like, go to the next one. And then it's like kind of like a mini skit. And then, like, you know, it's a really short song. And then another skit. And I'm like, mm, okay, you know. But uh, the Lipstick Lover, which was the first single, that one still hits. You know, that's a really fun, you know, groovy, you know, sexy kind of uh, track. Which, to be fair, the whole album kind of is. I mean, like, like Sebastian said, like, she's really feeling herself on this one. She's embracing her sexiness greatly on this album i mean hence the title the age of pleasure i mean she's letting that show for damn sure um i also enjoyed the songs uh water slide and no better um but yeah like even after no better there were still three songs left on the album and like i didn't really find myself fully enjoying it like it was fine to listen to but i'm not like you know captured by it in any way and uh even the features i would say i i don't think i've heard any of these features except for uh amare i think is how you say her name i don't think i've heard of any other feature here and i don't know if that also kind of affected it for me because i'm just not familiar with their work but like i didn't really think the features really did anything for the album in general to me um they kind of were just there to add like the little sprinkle of whatever they uh had to offer you know um, but even then, at the end of the day, it's still not a bad album at all. Like, there's nothing, like, remotely bad about this album to me. Um, it just might require, like, you know, some more getting used to this new style that she's shown on here. Because, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure, like, she's done some small stuff with, like, you know, at least Soul. I know she's done some Soul stuff on here, a little funky stuff here and there, too. But, like, Reggae and Afrobeat seems to be, like, the new approach that she's going with in her discography here so maybe with one adjustment or two i can definitely get used to it but as of right now it's just the music corner seven like i said nothing too bad there just very like average for me a tiny bit above average but like i mean mainly because it's janelle monet and like you know she's like she can do it all acting singing whatever um but yeah you know it just gotta like let it simmer let her cook sort of thing um still a decent album though at the end of the day uh, but all right. So yeah, there you have it for the new albums this week. There you go. Before we go, uh, some album recommendations. I got one because I'm really excited to just like share it for like just whatever fucking reason. I mean, it's not even like a big find and it's like, you know, nothing crazy, but it's just I've been really, really heavily into uh, this band. And uh, that is a little uh, Queens of the Stone Age uh, songs, Ooh. songs for the deaf, man songs for the deaf what an album i don't know why i didn't like listen to this album sooner i mean i when i was little i remember hearing all the time on the radio no one knows and go with the flow being on there and like both of those songs are just absolutely incredible i mean the guitar work on both you know really like is oh it gets me man it really brings up that nostalgia for sure but like it's it's so addicting really especially no one knows that guitar riff and no one knows is so fucking addicting just easily gets in your head the easiest earworm ever for me but even the rest of the album is like pretty damn fucking good you know like i thought the uh actual opening track on here you think i ain't worth a dollar but i feel like a millionaire i didn't know he screamed i didn't know he did some like you know screams in there so when he 
when I heard some of that, I was like, holy shit, you know, that kind of came out of nowhere. Especially considering that I only knew that this album was kind of like, you know, hard rock and like stoner rocky. And I guess like this subgenre called desert rock, which, yeah, that really does, you know, fit the picture with Queens of the Stone Age. Um, but even then, um, First It Giveth, The Sky Has Fallen, uh, Gonna Leave You and Do It Again are some also really good songs on this album. Plus, you know, this is one of the only albums, I believe, too, that has a guest features from uh, uh dave grohl uh, i think he i don't know if he did all of it or like he did most of this one he did two of their albums for drumming i know that oh he did do two what was the other one he did drumming for i can't remember but i know that he, i know that he did two he did do two uh yeah Interesting. it was this one and i think it was the one before it oh, oh no like thinking. clockwork he did like clockwork which was like yeah, a while later oh, okay oh that makes sense i've actually listened to that one i didn't like I don't like like clockwork as much as I like this one though, because uh, no, this is definitely like magnum opus type shit. <laughs> it, it really is for the band, at least from what I've heard. I'm currently on now a Queens of the Stone Age like uh, 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 what do you call it? Adventure now with their discography since I've listened to these two albums. Now uh, we'll definitely cover the new album too once that comes out, which is this month actually. So I forgot they were putting out fucking out. Yeah, coming soon. Coming soon. Get ready for that review. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Songs for the Deaf, Queens of the Stone Age. Check it out. Uh, Sebastian. Uh, before you guys get going, I have a very... No, I don't even know if it's controversial, but like, I've never, ever listened to Queen, Queens of the Stone, uh, Stone Age. Ever. Not, even, not even no one knows, really. I've never... like, I legit have never heard a single line of a single part of their songs. Honestly, that might be like... Uh, well, hopefully that you like it and everything. Um... That, that might be kind of a gift because that might be really special because no one knows. I'm serious. That the, the guitar riff is so fucking addicting. Like I said, it is. It, it is, is it, so it, it catchy. Is so catchy. And even the choruses for that and uh, go with the flow. Like go with the flow. Like I keep catching myself just repeatedly singing the chorus and everything. I'm like fuck. Like I don't even mean to, but lately it's just been hidden. So I mean that one might be for you specifically, Sebastian. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Check it out, definitely. But finally, finally. Oh yes, this has been all. We're gonna talk about <laughs> some real music, some actual hip hop here. Um, oh, fuck. It's Jogga Boys with Mud Jug Dip in My Lip. Um, what the this fuck? song was such a fucking meme for me because I would always just send it. Uh, I don't know when I did, but like I found this a while ago because it was on like uh. A music to a music YouTuber I really likes review channel, and he was like, "This is the worst song I've ever fucking heard because it's a it's a fucking product placement for a cup that is made specifically for spitting your uh, chew tobacco into." And uh, they it was an actual company called Mud Jug, and these boys decided to make a rap product placement song for it. You think Walker Hayes with Fancy Like was bad? No. No, I'm sorry. Walker Hayes did it because he wanted to be Jogga Boys. He wanted to be the Oreo shake with the cherry on top or whatever the fuck he says. He wanted to be the Jogga Boys, but he couldn't. Nobody can be Jogga Boys. Uh, this song is so fucking bad, but man... Yeah, no, it's just bad. Um, <laughs> You're like, I don't even know why I'm recommending it. <laughs> um, it's not a recommendation. I mean, if you want to torture yourself, go ahead, because this is, like, the precursor to Florida Georgia line. But, like, 
less bro and more hip hop and like yeah just awful it's fucking atrocious but yeah there you guys go you guys got some country hip hop you know y'all found jelly roll y'all think that's good listen to the real shit okay joggle boys mud jug dip in my lip joggle boys walked so jelly roll could run it sounds like <laughs> mm-hmm. god damn i love it uh trent what do you got for us uh i do want to start off by saying that i have recommended songs to death before oh hell yeah okay cool now you get it for me yeah now everyone's got yeah. to it. uh that was like early days of the podcast okay though. yeah yeah yeah, I mean, how how could I not? Oh, God, <laughs> I honestly, recommended yeah. two of their albums, I think. What was the other one? Yeah, I, God, I can't remember. Doesn't sound like it was uh, like clockwork. <laughs> yeah, I can't fucking remember. Well, I, um, I will say, I will say, like, I really only knew uh, uh, songs for the deaf, like anything remotely about it. Any of their other albums, I've never heard anything about or talked about other than like oh, it was lo- it was lullabies to paralyze lullabies to paralyze. okay see even the album cover like i've never seen that before in my life and like yeah i don't know any of these songs so yeah okay maybe i'll listen to that one then like sometime for sure yeah like my two favorite songs off of there are burn the witch and little sister like those are bangers nice. um but yeah so going into mine uh my album recommendation uh we have uh, a band called voivod uh which i mean me i i don't know a lot about um but i did get my brother a final on record day uh for them and my brother was like oh i've never heard this one and i was like oh bet and so like it, my brother he doesn't really collect finals or anything like that uh but i was like fuck it i'm just gonna get it for him because it's voivod um and then he wound up listening to it on Spotify. He's like, yeah, it actually wasn't too bad. So he played me a song or two today. Uh, it's called The Outer Limits by Voivod. And I feel like it fit the uh, the space theme that we had with uh, King Cruel. Okay. So, yeah, they kind of, it's weird because they kind of, they their Voivod's first album was very thrashy, very like heavy thrash. And then they fucking switched to like this weird, like spacey progressive type metal but it still like has thrash elements to it it's very weird um and he played me the last song we are not alone and i was like i didn't know how to fucking feel about it i was like it's very fucking weird uh but it still is pretty good uh so yeah go check that one out by voivod it's v-o-i-v-o-d voivod hell yeah well there you have it that has been the whole week and banter about hiccup and k-pop and our possible festival that we'll come up with sometime in the future. Uh, <laughs> Trent Sebastian, as always, thank you for joining. Yeah. And we'll see you guys next episode. This has been the Music Corner, Arrested Awaits, and we are signing